Hi, and welcome back to another episode of The Breathing 411. Let's jump straight into this week's four thoughts. The first one is titled, The Smiling of Breathing. And here is the thought. Slow breathing is to breathing exercises what smiling is to facial expressions. Let that one sink in for a minute. That's a great analogy, I think. Uh, It's just so perfect because that is what slow breathing is kind of like what smiling makes you feel like. It makes you feel happier, more joyful, and more relaxed, just like a good smile does. And if you combine the two, you get double the benefits. That is not scientifically proven. Uh, But in any case, all right, I'll move on to thought number two. Slow breathing might reduce the risk of Alzheimer's disease. And here's a quote. As far as we can tell from the published literature and and clinicaltrials.gov searches, this study provides the first evidence of a behavioral intervention that reduces amyloid beta levels measured with plasma, CSF, or PET compared to a randomized controlled group. End quote. And that is a quote from a paper published in 2023 in Nature Scientific Reports that has generated some headlines recently, and rightfully so. In fact, it probably has not gotten enough attention. But in any case, this recently published study found that 20 to 40 minutes of daily slow breathing reduces levels of amyloid beta, a key Alzheimer's marker in younger and older adults. So this suggests that it may reduce the risk of Alzheimer's disease and promote healthy brain aging. That is pretty remarkable. Uh, Yeah, just incredible. So I wanted to share it here. There are tons of uh, uh, articles you can go search if you want to read a summary of it. I have one in my little Breath is Life Learning Center. Of course, I'm biased toward that one. I think it's pretty complete. But uh, if you don't want to sign up for that, go check. Just Google it. There's so many out there. It is an amazing study and truly, yeah, just truly remarkable. So with that, I will move on to thought number three titled, How to Find the Perfect Practice. So here it is. So if you let's say you studied basketball in great detail, you could probably go out and find a lot of health benefits, right? If you studied surfing in great detail, you could probably find a lot of health benefits. If you studied tennis in great detail, you could probably find a lot of health benefits and on and on. Likewise, if you study slow breathing in great detail, you'll find a lot of health benefits. If you study mindfulness in great detail, you'll find a lot of health benefits. And if you study yoga in great detail, you'll find a lot of health benefits. The difference here, though, is that people usually choose sports based on joy and pleasure, but then we often choose a contemplative path based on just the science or just the the perceived health benefits. So what I say is I say we do our best to balance both, right? We got to keep them both in mind, but emphasizing joy. So if we focus on joy then the benefits of any practice will take care of themselves. I just love that idea. And it's just a good way to think of bringing your bringing more happiness to your practice. Not so worried about, am I doing it perfect? And, you know, just having fun with it. And then you'll still get all the benefits, much like if you played recreational tennis or basketball or surfing, uh, you would just do it for fun, but you'd be getting tons of health benefits on the side. In any case, I will uh, move on to thought number four. It is titled nose versus mouth a mindful observation of nature's design. So here's something to consider. You can have your mouth opened or closed, but there's no such thing as having your nose opened or closed. Your nose is always open, always ready to be breathed through. 
So I say there might be a little lesson from nature in there, but of course, a little PS, this breaks down if you're sick, right? Or if you have super bad allergies or some other medical condition blocking your nose, but hopefully you get the idea that nature designed us, right? Our nose is always open. Whereas our mouth, we choose to open it to breathe or choose to close it, but that nose is always there, meaning our nose is always there to be breathed through. That's how we should be breathing as much as possible. Okay, I'll move on to the one quote for this week. Here it is, it's a great one. Mindfulness lets us see things in a new light and believe in the possibility of change. And that is Ellen Langer, PhD. And finally, here's the one answer for this week. The category is breathing and the brain. And here's the answer. Slow, deep breathing impacts this fluid, which plays a critical role in cushioning the brain and the spinal cord while also distributing nutrients and hormones. What is cerebrospinal fluid or CSF? All right, that is it for this week. Remember, slow breathing is to breathing exercises what smiling is to facial expressions. We could also say slow breathing is to breath work what smiling is to facial expressions. The point being that slow breathing is awesome and brings you happiness and joy in general. Of course, it doesn't fix everything, but in general, that's it. Remember that amazing study just recently published showing that slow breathing may reduce reduce our risk of Alzheimer's disease by reducing the buildup of amyloid beta. Super crazy and just amazing stuff to see. Remember that to choose the perfect practice for you, right? <laughs> Think about sports. Think about you know what brings you joy and let those benefits take care of themselves. And then lastly, when you're out, just think about nature's design that your nose is always open, always ready to be breathed through and try to use it as much as you can. And uh, yeah, just thank you as always for listening. I'll see you next week.